Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 6th of December already. We're like down a week in December, and it's been such a riveting time in life with all the politics, with all the crazy weather, with the holidays, with people in a heightened state. And yet in it all, the conversations about love never go away. And that makes me so happy. And I also wanted to thank the first group of people who signed up for the self-love program. We did it at a at a huge discount. We checked what everybody else in this whole industry is doing so that it would just be normal to people who normally seek this out. However, that being said, I am going to start taking the eight-week course myself, which is weird, but after I start watching it, I don't feel like it's me anymore anyway, so it works out great. But thank you. I can't wait to share this experience with you. Doing the seven-day challenge revealed a lot to me um, because no matter where you're, you're at in life, we're always growing. It's not like, you know, I, when I was younger, I used to think when I'm done growing, then I'll know what to do. And it's not that you ever get a situation that you know what to do in. Sometimes there's things that are automatic because we've seen it before, and there's other things that are just brand new, and you're like, holy cow, what do I do? And having each other, having the radio show, knowing each one of you in a personal way, the ones that I've, I've been blessed enough to know, I, I've learned such a respect for our learning process. And so what happened is I put up the questions yesterday for questions Friday. And prior to that, I had gotten a question that said, how do we fight ourselves for love? And I thought, that's a fair enough question. How do we fight ourselves for love? Why do we fight ourselves for love? What is so hard about love that we feel like we have to fight for it? When we are loved, like what happened to us between being loved and fighting for love? The word fight, we feel like it isn't love if we're not fighting for it. But really, we are it. And I'm not even trying to be philosophical with that. You are love. You, you know you are. And you know deep inside that at the end of the day, that's all you want. But how we get there has been the trick, double trick. How do you even begin? And, you know, we have the self-love class, which I loved doing because it reminded me of one very important thing to us. And that one thing was how much we have forgotten that's good about us or the questions we don't ask ourselves anymore. We just stopped asking because we got busy. And people 
some, when I bring it up, they go, but I didn't do anything wrong. And I realized we're really scared about doing something wrong. But none of us can go wrong, none of us, if we are speaking from a place of love to ourselves. There's questions to ask ourselves. One of the biggest questions to ask yourself, the most revealing question you can ask yourself is, what is my why? Why am I doing this? Why am I drawn to this? What attracts me to this? What attracts me to that person? What attracts me to that job? Why, why, why? And then to keep asking why until you get down to the bottom of it. So when someone asks me, how do we fight ourselves for love? We fight ourselves for love because we just want it to show up magically at our door. And if it doesn't, we feel some weird way that we're not lovable. We feel like, well, if I have to fight for it, if I have to make it happen, because we have been taught that love just shows up at our door in the form of another person who loves us, who values us. And that single fantasy, that single image has isolated us from the actual truth, from the actual truth that if we don't love ourselves, no matter what that person at that door tries to do, we are going to fight them the minute they love us more than we love us because deep inside we know it is our job. I have met many people who are great people. And they get into a relationship and they become a monster to themselves. They start like suffering, these sufferings like, oh, did I do this wrong? Do they still love me? I mean, they bring in all this insecurity because they don't have enough positive experiences in a relationship to believe they are worth someone else's love. And yet, that's where self-love comes in because you have to develop that. And we didn't come ready-made with that experience because we were taught the opposite you love yourself, you're conceited. I didn't use that word anymore, but I still use it because I was a kid when they used to say it, conceited, meaning you just care about yourself. Now it's called narcissistic, I think, but narcissism is a disorder, so I don't want to make light of it. But we were not looked at fondly, but the part that we really weren't looking at fondly was the ego part of that love of yourself, where you really didn't care about other people. But when you said you loved yourself, in a way, that's what that meant to that generation. But we have grown since then. So what is your why? When you wake up in the morning, I know we say, I have to go to work and I have to get dressed and I have to, have to, have to, and then your whole life goes by by have to. 
bigger than that. When you're not running around and have doing everything, I know that's not a word, have doing, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but ask yourself, hey, why do I not want to do anything today? Because I feel like I deserve a rest. Why do I feel like I deserve a rest? Because I run around all week and I need to like refill my tank. Why do I need to refill my tank? Why am I running around all week? Because I love what I'm doing. What makes me love what I'm doing so much that I don't balance myself and give myself rest along the way? So that when I do have a day off, I can actually do something else, like balance myself. Why, why, why? What are my values? Because that's what you're going to find out. And are you being true to your values? Think about that. Are you being true to the things that you love most? The things that you love most are your gift, your contribution to yourself, and to the people around you. Everyone's trying to be perfect in all ways, and that's exhausting. But boy, what you're good at, be good at it. Give it your time. Give it your energy. Because those things that you are good at are your learning tree. That's where you're going to learn Sacrifice of time, sacrifice of other things that could distract you. It is so easy to be hijacked. And the hijacking starts from us to us when we allow everything to take our time. And sometimes we do it purposefully because we don't want to face ourselves. It's scary to find out who we are. And it's much easier to blame. But that is no longer a working model. We have already found out that that does not serve us well. But what does serve us well is understanding that it all starts inside of us. And I have to say inside. I know it's like inside of our body, but inside of our heart. You know, what what lives in your soul those little mechanisms in you that those gut feelings, things you're drawn to, things you see and you stop and you go, oh, wow, one day. That one day, that one day is that moment that you just discovered that, that you just felt that. Whatever you say one day about, the day you said that is the day it's starting. The problem is we don't believe we could get there. So we put it in the dream box and then we close the dream box instead of leave it open and let it grow and let it marinate and let it permeate and let it start becoming part of our thinking. Where will my life be in a year? Well, let me think about that. 
And if I have another five years on earth, where would I like to see it? And if I have another 10 years on earth, where would I like to see it? What do I feel like is going on in my life right now that can help me support myself to turn that one day into today? What do I already have going on? Well, let's see. I feel like I'm pretty organized. I feel like I have a grip on what I'm doing now. Maybe I could squeeze another half hour a day into today instead of one day. Just a half hour. Let me see how I like it. Even if I sit there and do nothing about it or just research on the computer about it, whatever it is I do, I'm going to give it a half hour a day. You may find that that half hour a day is something you are looking forward to every day. And then that half hour becomes an hour. Then you start learning to say no to things that gobble up your time away from that hour. Then you start working on it. Then you start building it. We have to start to start. So to go back to the question that I got about how do we fight ourselves for love, we fight ourselves for love by ignoring what we love. But giving what we love attention starts to, while we're doing it, say, wow, this is what it feels like to feel good. Oh, that's weird. I I haven't felt good. I don't know if I'm comfortable feeling good. But while you continue doing that, you will learn that. You'll take these deep breaths. And you'll be like, wow, this this feels cool. Like, I, I can do this. And then you'll start, without knowing it, because energy precedes words, meeting other people who have already existed there. They were already around you. You just didn't meet them yet. You just didn't know them yet because you weren't in the right place within yourself to recognize them. And you start to recognize, oh, so-and-so is doing this, and so-and-so is doing it. And then your world opens up to, wow, everybody's doing that. Where have I been? Turn one day into today and you will not fight yourself for love. You will start using the energy of love to grow yourself through. It's like the portal. Love can only propel. It can only propel. It can only take you to greater growth. Because that's just what love does. What does self-love even mean to you? Some people it's taking care of themselves. Some people it's listening to themselves. Some people it's having a, a routine that benefits them in some way. Because the best people to go to for help or to see as a mentor in life 
are the people who face themselves because then you see the outcome of where you're going. You see that calm that exists. So Liam writes, think that question comes from your post that said, if you are not willing to fight ourselves for love, then nothing else is safe. It did. Because love is God in action. And I put that as a hashtag because that's something Christ said. When someone says we're all a part of God, you know, people get philosophical and we start, you know, beating ourselves up over it. But we're just a part of God. You came from somewhere. It's like you're a part of your mom. But if nobody ever met your mom, they wouldn't know who your mom is and what you're a part of. But if they met your mom, and you guys had similar traits, they'd be like, oh, I see where you got that from. Well, the one thing we all got from God is who we are, and that's the love. So when we start living in that energy, because it is the most powerful energy we have, it is, period. There isn't one powerful, more powerful than that. We live in that power because it is powerful. There is a deep-seated, deep-rooted knowing when we find out our why. Why do I keep seeking information about love? What intrigues me about that? Why do I want to do that? I had a, a woman once a uh, while ago. She was one of my first, but I had a lot in common with her because what she was asking, I was asking, why do I feel like I need a partner to feel okay? Why does that make me feel okay? Why do I want a person like the one I'm imagining in my mind? What would I do if I didn't find that person? Why do I feel like I would be more loved if I had that person in my life? Why do I feel my life would be more magical than it is right now because of another person? What if I found that magic and then shared it as opposed to needed it from another person? Why do I feel another person can do that for me? Can I do that for somebody else? Not entirely. I can be all that in a bag of chips, and I know people don't say that anymore. I could be all that in a bag of chips, but if the person didn't love themselves, they're going to fight with me, and they're going to reject me, and they're going to tell me I'm a Pollyanna, and they're going to try to hurt my feelings because they're hurt, and then I'm going to leave beat up and broken. Why don't I do my homework in the beginning? Why do I give loyalty away in the beginning when I don't even know who the person is? Because we all bought into magic over self-love, over something that's real. We all bought into the advertising, the 30-second commercial that shows everybody living in some kind of fantasy the fantasy that was created robbed us of knowing what to look for for ourselves. It 
robbed us of asking questions. We were taught in error, as Christ said. We were taught in error about sin. We were taught in error about God. And what happened to us is we got scared of the very source of ourselves, which is God. Christ never once judged me. But I can tell you, I judged myself in front of him, not even knowing that I was judging myself. Oh, I did that wrong. I shouldn't have done it that way. And there was just this quiet, like all of a sudden I had no communication until I figured it out. And then once I figured it out, he would explain it to me. And I'd be like, oh, that's why I did that. That's why I felt that. And I would realize I had to overcome the fallacy of the stuff that took away from us and understand love in every facet that it shines. And it wasn't easy. It was not easy to peel away my background, my religion, what I grew up with, my culture being put in perspective when it was the only perspective I had. I remember sitting in my car going, Am I still Muslim? Like, what just happened to me? How do I navigate in life without all those rules? How do I do that? How do you navigate in life without all the stuff that you use to get you to today? How do you do that? How do you say, no, that doesn't matter anymore? Because it's not just as easy as saying it. But if you can take one day and reel it into today, you can take your best thought and make it a part of today, your best will come out into your present moment. Think about that. It will take your dream of that, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And when it brings it into your world, lifetime, an entirely different energy starts entering your world. You will awaken to self-love. There are no degrees of self-love. There isn't anyone who has more of it than another. It's just that We may access it or not. We may feel that when people say you're in the flow, but you will be in the flow of yourself. And then you'll start noticing it everywhere else, and you will be drawn to it. There are many people who had really horrific thoughts about hurting other people. And what happened was when they entertained those thoughts, like they really played it out or they started looking up how to hurt family members or how to hurt their spouse or how to hurt people. You know what many of them say after they get caught and are put in prison? I feel like another energy took 
me over. We reap what we sow. It's like they were under a, a spell or a trance until it was over. And then, boom, they woke up and now they're covering it up. And some of them who are extremely narcissistic and don't even realize how much, they actually think it's funny. The horror of their crime hasn't even hit them yet. And it only hits them when they get in trouble for what they have done. But that's, we reap what we sow. So you have to decide, we each decide, what do I want to feed the love I have? Do I want to feed my injured love? Because that means I will injure others one way or another, whether it's with my mouth or with my hands. Or do I want to feed the love? That's that fork in the road decision that each of us makes every single day. I remember once after I stopped using my little depression tape every time I was down prior to seeing Christ, I still had it. It was alive and well right after I saw him until he started questioning me, these kinds of questions. Well, why do you do that? Why, when you wake up with that feeling, do you play that tape of everything that's gone wrong in your life And this is why you have a right to waste this day of your life by feeling bad. So as a result of that, I remember going, oh, that's the tape again, because now I had a name for it, tape. I didn't know I was doing it. I thought it was my own little secret that no one knew, and I'd hide out for a couple of days till it was over, and then I'd pop back up into life happy again. And then I would interact with other people like I always did. So no one ever saw the part of me that gets quiet and sad. But then I realized that on those days, I liked to barely eat, make popcorn, and I used to love to watch television all day, movies, believe it or not, with happy endings, but that like had some kind of arc in them that would make me cry. And those tears were my way of reaching my own feelings of all the stuff that I believed hurt me in my life. And then I'd release it all and it would be like, oh, that felt good. It's gone. I can go on. But those days became, and this is how I literally got out of it, days I looked forward to. I started making plans for the next time I was, it was going to hit because it was just so regular. So the next time I said, when it hits, I'm going to choose the movies now that I'm going to watch. I'm going to make sure I have other food other than popcorn. And it kind of weirdly became my holiday. When I started looking forward to my down days, it's, Strengthened my up days. I took bigger chances. I started telling the voice that took away from me, hey, I'll save you to my down day. I don't want to hear you today. And as I started talking back to myself and shutting that voice down, and it took time, but it was well worth my time. 
I would save it for that day, but then I realized over time, my down days weren't as frequent. Now I don't even have them. And a part of me sometimes misses them. Because now I don't sit all day for a day every couple months and do that. Unless I I actually want to do it by choice, but I'm not in the same frame of mind. We do change once we have awareness of what we are doing. It's so cool. But when they say awaken, that's awakening. That's awakening. Awakening through awareness. That's what that is. In every single one of us, if we turn around our hardest situation, our hardest thought, we are able to walk out of it if we so choose. We are so capable that I am beyond words at how capable we are, which is why I can talk about this every day and we're going on our sixth year. In three months or four months, March 10th. I don't know when that is. Three months, I think. So here we are. We are in our greatest level of growth knowledge that we ever have been. I have 10 seconds, you guys. Have a great weekend. I love you guys so much. I'll see you on Monday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.
have a hatred. I just 